Hi everyone, welcome back to Curing My Stage Fright. I'm Julie, and in today's episode, I sat down with my first repeat guest for a very short, sweet, and special 10th episode of the show. Now, I'd like to be transparent. I wanted this to be a rager, like a full 24-hour live stream special of the show, celebrating the official 10th episode. I know there are technically more, but whatever, just hear me out. But my guest had other plans coming into the recording, literally in her PJs, saying she didn't have much time because she got caught up rearranging her living room furniture and was so hungry she could barely concentrate. All she had today was a chocolate fudge brownie Pop-Tart at like two. Okay, whatever. We made it work because I'm so gracious. Okay, but actually it was a really fun episode to record. Uh, nice quick little check-in with someone I've known for a really long time and maybe you have as well. All right, enjoy it, and I'll uh, see you on the other side. Can I guess how you start this one? What do you mean? Like, I know you're just going to cut in at a random point where you're, like, explaining to me how much you hate formal introductions and then <laughs> point out that you say that you hate formal introductions in almost every episode. Okay, well, ouch, but also you're not wrong. And also, you are my first repeat guest, so I guess if that's how you want me to start the show, I could definitely make that happen. It would be a huge honor if you could make that happen for me. Also, the fact that you know that I do that leads me to believe that you've listened to, like, probably a lot of episodes of my podcast. Okay, yeah, so what? I've listened to, like, everyone. Big deal, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, and it's actually, like, super nice of you that you did that, and I don't know why you're acting so weird and sarcastic about it. I would just hate to be, like, a fan of yours. That would be, like, super weird. Okay, I don't know what you're doing, but you have to you have to actually stop now. Okay, I know. Sorry, I'll stop. I'm just like, I don't know. I guess I'm just kind of nervous. About what? I don't know. Repeat guesting just feels like a lot of pressure. That's interesting, because I feel like if I were you, I would feel like it was less pressure. Like, you've already done the scary thing of doing it once, and now you're back, and you just kind of get to do whatever you want. Yeah, I guess I know what you mean. I just feel like... I don't know, like, I've already exhausted everything about myself in the first episode, and it's like, what more could I possibly have to say? <sighs> you you must know that that's not true. No, I know, it's like, so much has changed in the past six months, or however long it's been, but, like, I don't know, like, who's gonna want to listen to it? You have to stop, or I'm gonna have Oakley escort you out. Okay, fine, I know, I'm done. I, I know, I'm being so annoying right now, but I think it's out of my system. I I'm ready to start. Oh, no, I'm keeping all of that in. <laughs> Fine. Okay, whatever. I guess that's your decision to make. Thank you for granting me autonomy on my own uh, <laughs> my own show. Um, I do want to go back to what you just said, because you're right. It has been almost exactly six months since the show launched, which is like fucking crazy. Um, and since you're my guest today, I want to do a little check-in and see what's changed for you in the last six months. <sighs> okay, fine. I will do it. And then I actually have a question for you, if that's okay. Um, sure. But, okay, yeah, first, in the last six months, uh, ugh, this is going to be like last time where I named all the shit that I'm doing, and you're going to be like, yeah, listen to all the cool stuff you're doing. You're more accomplished than you think you are. <laughs> and then I have to admit that you're right, and I hate that. Mm -hmm. Okay, but anyway, I'm trailing off. So since April, um, yeah, since April, when we last sat down, um, oh man, I've moved to Brooklyn. I transferred jobs. So I still work for the same company, just at a different location. I stopped teaching band. I've been spending basically all my free time just trying to focus on all the things that I want to work on. Like I've been doing improv classes. I'm doing this very interesting acting class that's focused on the Meisner technique, which is like so bizarre, but very interesting. 
and I'm finally actually writing original music that I hope to have out at some point in the nearest future. Wow, look at you go. Yeah, I did it. Are you happy? Yeah, I know. Listing your own achievements is a real chore, huh? Yeah, it is. And you know that about me. I do. And I get it. But it is really awesome to hear that you're putting yourself out there so much. Like, I feel like that's like, you know, why people move to New York. Um, Do you, I know you hate this, but do you feel like you are accomplishing what you want? Uh, sometimes it's tough because I think that I probably am really putting myself out there and doing like a ton of shit that I know is really good for me and my career pursuits or whatever. Um, but it doesn't always feel that way just because I feel like I don't have a ton to show for it. Like Mm. I've always been so busy, like in New Jersey, I was teaching marching band three times a week and working and trying to hit as many music and comedy open mics as I could and doing my day job and seeing my friends and all that stuff. So, like, when I got here, I just signed up for a bunch of classes and met a bunch of people through work and through my boyfriend, Sam. And oh, yeah. I uh, I interviewed him. He was great. Yeah, he's, like, he's fine. He's okay. You are smiling so big right now. Okay, whatever. I like him a lot. Fine. Um, he didn't, like, he didn't, like, hit on you, did he? I, wh- <laughs> what? What? Why? Why would he do that? Oh my god, he totally did. He totally hit on you. And he was probably like, oh, it's just Julie. She'll know that I'm joking. Oh my god, why do you think that your boyfriend would hit on me? Because you're like so cool and you have this awesome podcast and you gave him attention, which he loves. But okay, anyway, I'm trailing off. What I was gonna say is that he is studying music in this grad program right now. And I've been meeting a lot of his friends and going to a lot of social outings and stuff. So I've basically just been like as busy here as I was when I was in New Jersey and um <clears throat> excuse me and recently um a woman in my improv class asked me when I moved out here and I was like oh like a month and a half ago and she was like oh wow so you're really throwing yourself into it and I was like I, yeah I guess she like seemed really impressed that I was out taking classes but to me I was just like yeah what else would I be doing like I don't feel like I'm doing a lot just because I'm used to it I guess I don't know if that makes sense No, no, I totally get it. And I think that that might be part of your whole thing. It's like you can't have an objective view on yourself because, well, like, of course, who can? But also you in particular are just always out and about and doing things. And I think that you and people who are like you can have a tough time stepping back and realizing like, holy shit, look at me go. I'm doing so much for myself and like furthering what I want for myself, Mm -hmm. my creative projects, my career and whatever else. Yeah. Um. But you also said something earlier that you feel like you have nothing uh, to show for what you're doing. What do you mean by that? Yeah, that's something that I struggle with a lot. Um, Like, I think I talked about this the last time when I was on the show about how I've always had a hard time calling myself like a real musician um, because I didn't study it. I didn't write my own music until recently and all that stuff. So like, it's just kind of like that. Like I'm in an acting class and I have no performances coming up for that. It's just like an ongoing class. And maybe if I wanted to, I could try to like audition for a gig, but really what I want to focus on is improv and stand-up and I haven't had an improv show yet and I haven't done stand-up yet so it's kind of just why like, haven't you done stand-up in New York yet Ugh, I'm just scared like sometimes I feel so excited about it and ready to do it and other times I'm like wow I'm never going to be good enough oh and this is the question that I wanted to ask you as the professional um in your now six months as a professional interviewer have you found the cure for stage fright 
Ooh, that's a good question. And I was actually just thinking about this recently. And I think that a cure for stage fright, since I'm sure there are many, or maybe there isn't one at all, who knows? Um, I think that a cure for stage fright is actually under preparedness. Hmm. Yeah. Or maybe that's not the right word, but like getting out of your head, maybe that's a better way to describe it. But for me, that's just like not thinking about it all until it's happening. And then at that point, it's like too late. But I guess it really depends on the type of performance that you're that you're putting on. Oh, totally. And I think that's nice to hear because that's also been my approach. Um, But yeah, it definitely depends. Like recently I sang at a show just as like a little guest thing and it wasn't planned out at all. I just knew that at some point I was going to get called up to sing a song. So I just didn't think about it at all. And then right in the moments before I went up, I felt very nervous. But by the time it really settled in, I was already up there doing it. Right. And then once you're up there, I feel like the most difficult part or the most nerve wracking part is always like the moment before or for some people, even like weeks leading up. Um, I definitely used to be one of those people who would be frightened for days or weeks before a performance of any kind. And I've definitely gotten a lot a lot better about that sort of thing pretty recently. And I think it's just because, like I said, I like I don't think too hard. I don't prepare too much. Um, or when I do prepare, I don't wanna I don't wanna make it sound like I don't prepare for anything. No, I know what you're saying. And I think that for you probably, like I I don't know if this is true for you, but for me, like if I'm really comfortable with something you know, this is going to sound obvious, but like, I don't need to prepare for it as much. Like if I go up and I sing a cover song that I know really, really well, I'll still get really nervous right before I go up, but Mm -hmm. I know that I can do it just because I know what it sounds like. And I know that I can sing it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, and I'm actually weirdly looking forward to this as, as a person who's trying to cure her stage fright. Um, I think that as I progress through this acting class, since I've not it's not something I've ever really done before. Um, right now they're having us write or the people who just started write like personal monologues, um, which is pretty scary just because it's like you have to be vulnerable. You have to write a personal monologue and then share it and have it memorized. Um, it's a little bit easier to perform than I thought it was going to be just because it is a, what I wrote about was very personal to me and I remember it really well because ooh, something's driving by right now. Um, just because it's like, if I fumble, it's like, okay, I'm just telling a story of something real that happened to me. I think that what's going to make me really nervous is when I start getting scenes and I have to memorize scenes and work with other people. And then other people will be relying on me to remember my shit. And I also need to remember something that I didn't write and is not personal to me at all. Yeah, that sounds rough. Like, (laughs) I don't know, like putting yourself entirely in somebody else's shoes or like, I don't know. I guess that's what acting is. It's like you just pretend to be a different person. That seems, I don't know, kind of weird. Yeah. But the whole thing with this technique that I actually like a lot is that you can still kind of put your own real emotions into it. So even if I'm acting like some woman I will never meet because she doesn't exist and she's just a character, like I'm sure there are things that I can take from myself to apply. I don't know. It's definitely going to put me out of my comfort zone, but I guess, I guess that's what this is all about, right? Yeah, you seem very at ease. And I'm kind of honestly surprised to see that in you. I know, isn't it weird? I feel weird about it too. Like, but there is something I'm like actively trying, you know, because in this class, there's, 
you know, all these musical theater people who are all super talented and I can tell they're really trained as actors. And then when I start doing improv and I already did just do an improv class as well, it's like, there is a big fear about being bad or being perceived as bad that I'm trying to let go of, but I'm, I don't know. It's tough. There are so many people in New York city, all trying to do the same thing as you are. And it can definitely be intimidating. Oh, for sure. And even just like right before you got here to record, I worked myself into this like social media panic. Like sometimes I can look at other people's things and I can be so happy for them and think, wow, they're so cool. And what they're doing is awesome. And then sometimes it leaves me feeling like so completely overwhelmed and threatened, like the knowledge that there is always someone who is doing something better or cooler or is like prettier or smarter or funnier and blah, blah, blah. Like that really hits me sometimes. Um, which I'm sure it does, you know, with you and with a lot of people. Yeah. And I think that the cure for that, if I may, uh, is to just like, I don't know, recognize, recognize all the things that you bring to the table or whatever they say. Oh my God. Are you telling me <laughs> to have confidence in myself? This is wild. I know, but it's way easier for somebody else to tell you than for you to tell yourself for whatever reason. Right? Like, why is that? What we were just talking about reminds me of something that one of my improv teachers said recently. Um, we did this activity at the beginning of a class one night, and he started it by saying that he had been reading about, um, oh, fuck, I'm going to mispronounce it for sure. But uh, it's like Schadenfreude, which I guess is the German word for um, like taking pleasure in other people's misfortune. And he was thinking like, oh, well, there must be an opposite for this. And so he looked it up and there was, and it's called uh, Freudenfreude, which is kind of funny, but it just means like taking pleasure in the pleasure of others. And he was reading about how people can cultivate that by just like actively practicing being happy for others. And so our activity was that everyone would go around the room and we would say a highlight of their day. And we all in the circle would just like clap and cheer and be so happy for them. And it was very silly and fun, but it definitely worked. Do you remember what your highlight of that day was? <laughs> yeah, mine was something like today I had to pull a kid into a classroom and have a disciplinary conversation with them. And they were scared that they were going to get expelled. And that made me feel powerful. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it was not uh, my best day. But anyway, I brought that up because to your point, um, I always want to be happy for other people, like truly. But then there are some days when I also just work myself into this panic about like not being good enough. And it's like, why, why bother? No, I totally get all of that. But, um, something that I have to try to remind myself all the time is to like do things because we want to do these things for ourselves too. like do your music and do your comedy and whatever else, just because it makes you feel good of course but i think a big part of what makes it feel good for me is that i get to share it with others like sharing things with others is one of life's greatest joys and i have felt that way for a long time and like that's why performing is so important because that's the part where i actually get to share what i'm doing with other people oh of course i mean why do you think i started this podcast well i thought it was because you're a huge narcissist and you just love the sound of your own voice <laughs> 
if I loved the sound of my own voice, I would just do a solo show and never have any guests. I'd just be like talking to myself all the time. Yeah, I feel like that wouldn't get you a lot of listeners. Oh, well now I feel challenged. Okay, well then try it. Just like do one where you talk to yourself the whole time and see how it goes over. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll send you my Spotify analytics page on that one. Okay, but anyway, since this is about you and you are my guest, before we wrap up, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Julie Keefe, spelled J-E-W-E-L-Y-K-E-E-F-E. And I also have a little page linked from there, which is for music. It's Julie Makes Music. Julie is spelled the same way. And then Makes Music is hopefully self-explanatory. That one I'm definitely trying to update more. I'm working on a tiny little album that I hope to put out at some point. And maybe by the time I'm back, I'll actually have gotten over my stage fright and I will be doing stand-up and I'll have improv shows and all this other stuff. Look at you go. <laughs> yeah, look at me go. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I look forward to you uh, coming back to be my first three-peat guest. Oh, I can't wait. And I'm sure by then my you know, you might have trouble booking me because my career is just going to be really taking off. That's the spirit. And I know you're being sarcastic and I refuse to acknowledge <laughs> it. Okay. Thanks for coming on. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, you can follow it on Instagram at Curing My Stage Fright. You can also email the show at Curing My Stage Fright at gmail.com. Uh, as always, music is by Sam Levine. Artwork is by Kelly King. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you in the next one.